Well, good morning. It's good to be here. Good to see all of you. Good to see different places. I, I get to a few different places along the way, but it's always good to see believers who are are passionate about Jesus. There's so many, but there's not as many as there should be. We sh- we continue to have a job to do. So thank you, Pastor Dale. As he mentioned, my name is Laverne Yoder. I live in Sacramento, California. Now, I know that a lot of people would say California would be better off sliding into the ocean. I get it. But I have lived there for about 20 years, and I I love Sacramento. I just, I fell in love with the city and the people and the opportunities. I live in an apartment complex, and I love the opportunities that gives me. Because, you know, it's, it's easier to learn to know people when you live right next to them. Where if, I, if you have to drive down out your lane and drive down the road and drive in your neighbor's lane and look around for the dog and go knock on the door, that takes courage. See, I'm not that courageous. I learn to know my neighbors just by seeing them on the sidewalk. And I love that opportunity that I have to do that. So first of all, this is my family. My wife, Rosanna, and we have three children. Eric is 10, and Kendra is 7, and Kenton is 4. So we have a lot of fun together. And one of the things that I love about the things that we do is a lot of it is relational with the people right around us. And so my family gets to be involved in everything. You know, I was thinking about it. I grew up in small town, small rural America. On a dairy farm. So if God can take me from a dairy farm to Sacramento, there's hope for a lot of us in the city. But I grew up there, and I remember growing up, I knew almost everyone, with just very few exceptions, was white American. And now my children children have more friends among the immigrant population than among Americans. And I love that kind of thing. They get to see... So much more of the world than I did growing up. This is a picture of our staff. Um, We have been so blessed with good teachers to help us, good babysitters. There's one person that's missing from this picture. We have an Afghan lady who helps with babysitting. In the Afghan culture, the idea of putting a lady's picture up, mm, no, you don't do that. So that's why she's not pictured. This is our board. We've been so blessed. And I just thought about it last evening and then forgot. I forgot to put Yvonne in Ernest's picture. I'll do better next time. We've been so blessed. I I tell you, I think everyone should have a group of, of people around you. Because we all need help on the journey. It's been such a tremendous blessing. To have people looking over our shoulders saying, what are you doing? Are you sure about this? Such a blessing. Byron and Bonnie on the right, they are not actually on the board. We call them our staff grandparents. Byron is a licensed family and marriage therapist. And they're with the German Baptist community. And they have been so helpful. I just remember the first time I found out what he does for work. I'm like, what has he seen around here? 
what you know he's got to have lots of advice for us but he they have been so helpful but before I get into talking more about the things we do I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about why I do what I do and that is found in Matthew chapter 25 for it which is the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. And if it would stop there, we could look at it and say, I actually respect the guy who buried the money because he took care of it the other guys gave it away into a volatile market but this guy put it in here and said it's going to be okay but the story continues now after a long time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them and he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more saying master you delivered to me five talents here i have made five talents more his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talents in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. As I have read these verses, I have realized that God has given me so many things. And I suspect God has given you a lot of things, too. You can start by saying you were born in the United States. You can start by saying you have a church to come to. You see, God has given me so many things. And my neighbors have helped me realize what I was given. See, growing up, I grew up in a, a pretty sheltered environment. And growing up, I thought that all these things that, that God gave me were normal. You know, I took for granted a good a, a family structure with good values. I took for granted the fact that my parents stayed together. I took for granted the fact that we had a church to go to. I took for granted that most of my friends were Christians. I took for granted all of these things until I started learning to know my neighbors. I live in low-income housing. And I realized that there's brokenness in so many places. And I realized that God gave me so many things. And it's a shame if I take those things and bury them. 
or put a wall around it and say, I'm going to protect them, keep them here. God gave them to me to give to others. I've been given a gift in relationships. I love my family. I remember the first time I talked with one of my neighbors and said, so where are you going for Christmas this year? We're staying home. Don't, well, you have relatives close. Yeah, but my uncle said he'd shoot me the next time he sees me. Oh. I didn't worry about Yvonne shooting me the next time she saw me. <laughs> you see, I've been given the gift of a work ethic, knowing how to work. A lot of us know how to work with our hands. It's a blessing that we've been given from God. Safety. People, when they find out, oh, I live in an apartment complex in a big city. Well, is it safe? Well, first of all, let's start by saying safety is of the Lord. But if I'm, if I'm walking God's path, yes, there's a lot of safety. I'm not dealing with drugs. I'm not drinking. There's a lot of safety that we've been given in those things. You know, one of my neighbors was talking about their, their daughter who was going on her first date. And she said, I, I'm going to go out and buy some pepper spray for her to take along just in case. I went home and I asked my wife, did you take pepper spray on our first date? She said no, which I'm glad for. But you see, safety is something that it's so easy for us to take for granted. We've been given community, this group right here. We have people surrounding us, helping us, encouraging us. That's a blessing, a huge blessing from God. We know something about boundaries. Some of us know how to say no better than others. I'm still learning. But we know something about protection and placing boundaries. And education. Do not underestimate the power of a good education. I'm so thankful that I've learned how to read and read well talked with a, a public school teacher and she told me she said you teach to the top third of the class the first third gets it the middle third kind of gets along the bottom third will never get it that's not the way it was in the school I grew up in and I'm thankful you see God gave me these things but God has helped me realize that if he's given me these things what am I going to do with them? Because we all have a choice. We can choose how to use our talents. You get to choose. Every day I can choose. Am I going to bury my talents? Cover them up? Protect them? Say, you know, this is important. I'm going to keep it right here. Or am I going to choose to share them? And say, God gave me something I want to share with you. God gave me something I can share with you. God gave us so many things. That's why I am passionate about what I do. Because I believe God gave me too much for me to just turn around and ignore it or bury it. And that's why in my office in Sacramento behind my desk, I have this verse. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. God gave me so much. I'm a steward, and I must be found faithful. 
So like was mentioned, I have lived in California for almost 20 years. I originally moved out there to teach school. There was a group of Russian and Romanian immigrants who wanted help starting schools. So I moved out and taught school for five years. And then I worked for Choice Books for the next 10 years out there. And during that time, I got married. Rosanna and I have been married 11 years. And after we were married, we moved into an apartment complex and started learning to know our neighbors. And that was really when the fun began. So people ask, who is Streetlight? Well, Streetlight Christian Ministries is an Anabaptist urban ministry promoting life skills and biblical discipleship. We do it in this way. We do it with Kids Club. We do it with the Community Garden. We do it through fruit giveaway. We do it through life skills classes. We do it through children's tutoring. We do it through English or ESL classes. We do it through children's Bible classes. We do it through adult Bible study. A lot of different things that we do to be involved in our community. So this is the area where I live. The red line, in, inside the red line is the apartment complex that I live. Inside that, that, inside that red box, over 2,000 people live. You can see that, that white arrow is the building that we live in. If you look right over here, uh, oh, you can't see it on the screen. Right here where the bubble is, the balloon, that's, that's the place where we, where we do most of our classes. So I live in, in a fairly urban area. Over that, that area, that apartment complex, 33 acres. Talked with one of my neighbors who lives just outside in a house, just outside the complex in a house, and he said he remembers when this whole area was rice fields. So I want you to imagine if 33 acres beside you all of a sudden over 2,000 people live there. It would change quite a bit of the community. So I like to know things about places that I visit. As I understand, this is the 17603 zip code. And this zip code has 2,079 people per square mile, which isn't bad. There's a lot, lot of churches that have far fewer than that. Well, I live in the 95842 zip code. It has 8,121 people per square mile. So if you think about the population around here, take it times four, that's about what I'm looking at. But I love living where I do because I love living where I have access to people and can hang out with people. So welcome to Logan Park, the apartment complex where we live. This is a picture of the office. Here's pictures of the apartment buildings. The parks around there. See, our apartment complex is one of the biggest. So people, kids from even other apartment complexes come over here to hang out. So anytime I want to hang out with kids, I can go down to the, to the closest park and just hang. You know, and it's, it's a lot of fun to, to have, have fun with each one of them. This is the building that we rent where we have a lot of our classes. We have been so thankful for groups of young people to put in some serious work to make the lamppost what it is today. But you know, we never dreamed at the beginning that we would ever have something like this. Because you see, we started like this. When we got married, we wanted to learn to know our neighbors. 
So we knocked on our, our neighbor's door, and, and it was a single mom with three children, low-income housing, so, you know, a lot of single moms. And we said, hey, come over, come over for, for dinner this evening. And they did. And, you know, it's amazing when you do something like that. We've had neighbors come over, and they're like, I want to take pictures of you. I want to take pictures of the food. I have never, ever been invited somewhere except, like, family get-togethers if I go hang out with family. I've never been invited somewhere. And they're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I take my shoes off? Like, I'm like, it's okay. This is normal life. Come on in. And after dinner, I asked the children, do you know how to play Monopoly? Oh, yeah. I said, well, let's play. And so, you know, at the end of the evening, I said, well, I get up early. I work for Choice Books. But I said, I get home probably about the time you get home from school. So if you want to play games, come over and knock on my door. And if I have time, I'll play with you. And they did. And then they brought their friends. And their friends brought their friends. And we started doing projects we said we want to start doing things especially we want you to come over anytime you want but on saturdays especially we're going to start doing we're going to start doing a project well larry here is is a good salesman for me because see as soon as he walks out of my door if you look close enough you'll find a tractor in there somewhere but when he walks out my door and walks down the sidewalk guess what the first person he the first child he meets is like where'd you get that well, just over here. I want one. Just go knock on their door. How many people can you fit in a one-bedroom apartment? A lot. But there does come a limit. There comes a time when it's like, uh, this isn't going to keep on working. We had to decide. I mean, oh, we had so much fun. They would come over right after school and hang out in our house. And I, if I wasn't home from work, they'd come and hang out with Rosanna and she'd play games with them. And then I'd come home and she'd make smoothie and popcorn. And, oh, we had a, a blast playing on our living room floor. But eventually you do start to outgrow the situation. And, I, you know, one of the huge blessings in my life is we really – I had done some volunteering – at a community building that's right inside the complex. It's called the Life Center. And so I called the pastor there who was in charge there and, and said, hey, this is what we do. Could we possibly use your building? And she said, oh, of course, yes, absolutely. I've, I've dreamed of the community being involved in the community. Please. Went down the next day. She gave me keys. Here, use the building for anything you want on Saturdays. It's great. And in California, I think everything runs on red, t red tape, but that didn't. That ran on God tape. <laughs> I've been so thankful. So we started using, we have used this space. We used this space until COVID. And as the world changed then, a lot of things changed. But so on any given Saturday, when, when COVID hit, I said, I don't know what to do with my Saturdays. I had, uh, we've done Kids Club now for 11 years. I said, uh, you know, Saturday at 3 o'clock is just kids' club. That's just the way it is. So we gave out fun packs out of, off of our patio during COVID, and the kids would come and sit on the sidewalk and put projects together. We had so much fun. But, you know, there's so many things you can do when you make up your mind and you get started doing things with kids. And as you learn to know kids, you learn to know parents. 
she learned to know parents she learned to know a lot of things about life and a lot of things of, of what they're going through how many of you have made ice cream in a ziploc bag ah better than most places those of you who haven't that's one of the simple joys in life that you should experience sometime it's a wonderful thing we we always do that outside because it makes a terrible salty mess but it's a lot of fun putting school kits together for christian aid ministries these children have been trained from very little up with the victim mentality poor me i live in low-income housing poor me I, you know, I have, I'm just, oh, I'm a mess. And after we put school kits together, I show them pictures of where these school kits are going. Say, does your school have bullet holes in the wall like this school in Syria? Does your school have a dirt floor like this school in Haiti? You get a chance to say, you know what? Not only have you been given a lot, you can help others. You just did. Telling Bible stories, singing songs together, having snacks together. You know, there's a lot of mundane that happens in ministry, but then you have the, the really unexpected moments that happen. I'm driving one day and my phone rings and it's the, the director of the Life Center and she said, do you know anything about gardening? I said, my, my wife, like my mom had a garden growing up. My, my wife knows something about it. She said, you seem like the type who would know how to garden. Now, I don't ask why she would say that. But she said, you need to go down and talk to your apartment complex manager because he wants a community garden. So I walk into the office and he says, hey, I'll pay for it if you do it. Because I've looked for years and I never could find somebody who knows anything about gardening. Go make a garden for me. He had a little empty space there. and so I never dreamed that in the city I would have a garden. But it's been, it's been so much fun. And, you know, it has helped me realize that I, take, I took for granted. I grew up on a dairy farm. We planted, you know, 100 acres of corn every year. I never really thought about what one seed does. But it's amazing when you look at what one seed can produce and then you remember the words of Jesus when he talks about the seed of us and what we can do. The garden is a lot of fun. Until it's 110 degrees, then it's work. <laughs> so when we started doing kids club at the life center and when we when rosanna was pregnant with our first child the children found out that we were expecting a baby and they were like no you cannot have a baby like well it's going to happen they're like well you want time for us i said i don't think that's true but i said things will have to change you're not going to be able to live in my house anymore you know, there's going to be times that you can come in and times you can't. But I said, when you come from school, you always come over to my house. And if I have fruit, I'll give you fruit. And so they come over. To this day, they come over and they ring my doorbell and I give them fruit. Well, as you can guess, it started out small. But now my doorbell 
gets probably as much use as some doorbells get in a year, you know, daily or weekly. And when fruit goes on sale, you stock up because you might, you might be seeing 150 people tomorrow coming to your doorbell to give out fruit. Had a group of girls a number of years ago who said, Miss Rosanna, you make the best cookies in the world. How do you do that? Can you teach us how? Well, you see, one of the things that I've realized is that we need to use our strengths. Cooking is a strength that is strong in the Anabaptist culture. Use it. I grew up on a dairy farm. My neighbors can't believe I know how to jumpstart their car. They're like, how'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I always knew how. Use your strengths that you've been given. I've been given strengths that I can use. You've been given strengths you can use. Cooking is one of them. For a lot of ladies, I tell them, you don't want my cooking. You want my wife's cooking. But cooking class is a wonderful way, and it's a good skill for people to learn. Is this a balanced meal? Why or why not? What would you do about it? And then come over and make your own recipe and see if you can pass this class by doing it without any help. You see, you have to know how to take, you have to know what one-third cup is. You have to know that if you double one-third, surprisingly enough, it makes two-thirds. And how would you do that? We always have a banquet at the end that's a lot of fun. Sewing class. I'm going to have to move pretty quickly through these things. This was a, a birdhouse, a, a bird feeder class that we had. You know, if you've never had to teach someone who's never held a hammer and is 10 years old, it's challenging to figure out how to hit the nail correctly and not hit your finger incorrectly. Bothered me for years. I have a background in teaching. It bothered me for years that there were so many children who were in fourth and fifth grade and didn't know how to read. And I said, what are we going to do about it? And we started just working with them one-on-one. -on -one. And about the time that we started doing that was when some of the Afghan people started moving in. See, we were working a lot with African-American people. Today, if there's a majority in the apartment complex where we live, it's, Afri it's, it's Afghan people. So many of them. And so we started holding classes, teaching English. One of the dads came and said, can you help my wife learn to speak English? We were working with the children. He said she cries all day in our apartment because she doesn't have any friends. She knows no one. She can't get her license. She doesn't speak a word of English. Please, can you help us? We started doing classes for the ladies. And you know, nobody dreamed when we started with three ladies on the apartment floor that Afghanistan would go off the rails and become what it is today. But as that happened, all of a sudden, you know, if you read the news, people started just pouring in and all of a sudden, you know, we went classes. Oh, there were people everywhere who wanted classes. And people everywhere knocking on my door saying, please, can you help me get my brother out of Afghanistan? Please, can you sponsor my dad? Can you help my nephew? And I'm like, I'm not the State Department, <laughs> you know, but I will pray and I will ask God to help your family. As they came, they said, we need babysitting for our children. We started doing babysitting. And as you can see, 
this year we have probably turned we have turned more students away than we have any other year we've probably turned thir 30 away while we have almost 50 in class and the need is I, I thought that once Afghanistan kind of behaved itself or settled down things would go back to normal but you see Sacramento is a huge hub for Afghans now and so it just builds on itself and if you want a challenge, try taking a 40-year-old person who has never learned to read and write in their life, in any language, and teach them a brand new language with brand new letters. If you've looked at Arabic, it makes no sense. So you've got completely brand new letters. If you didn't know it, Arabic does not write from left to right. It writes from right to left. Oh, and by the way, it also starts at the back of the book and reads to the front of the book. Or do we read from the back to the front? Interesting to think about. Those things are so hard, especially for someone who's never done it before. Children's Bible classes. So much fun every Wednesday afternoon to tell Bible stories. I love telling Bible stories. Adult Bible study on Sunday afternoons, we invite anyone who's interested in hearing more about the Bible to come down and we talk about the Bible together. And one of the things that I love about this time is having time afterwards to spend time in prayer with them. Ask them what's going on. And oh, you hear a lot of stories. But being able to encourage them. This was meeting in the park during COVID. But you know, God has given us so many things that we have to be thankful for. He's given us these things because he loves us, but he doesn't love us more than someone in Afghanistan. Just because we were born here, it's not because we're some kind of God's favorite. But he did give you these things for a reason. He didn't just randomly say, I'm in a good mood today. You know, the, the Muslims talk about Allah, and they're like, well, I mean, when I die, we kind of hope that Allah's in a good mood today because then I'll get into heaven. Well, God's not that way. He didn't just say, well, I'm in a good mood today, so I'll give you a good, good family. I'll give you a good church. I'll give you... No. He said, I'm giving to you this because I care about you and I care about you using these things well so i've been given talents you have too the 1040 window i remember praying for the 1040 window growing up and i always prayed that god would allow more missionaries to go into those countries and that's necessary we still need to be doing that but guess what god did once went one step farther he brought the 1040 window to me and I think when the Afghans started moving in, I realized this is God's, part of God's answer. I prayed for this. I believe God's putting these people here saying, what are you going to do about it now? There's no doubt that God did his part. Now it's up to me to do my part. There's a, a table in the back or around the corner with newsletters. Feel free to pick up newsletters. There's prayer cards. We have pictures. You know, how do you pray for 300 children that you know? Well, I take prayer cards along and say, take them home, hang them on your fridge, pray for these kids. And there's candy. 
we, you know, that's something that helps make the world go around too. And even adults like that every once in a while. It's kind of nice. We are looking for a couple for this summer to come for, the ne- for at least a year and looking for a lady teacher for the 2023-24 school year. If you know of people or if you are interested, I would be delighted to talk to you. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Are there questions I can answer very quickly? So there was a time that um, there was a good-sized church there. Most of that dried up. There were a lot of issues. And so most of the people moved out, but there, were a few, there are a few Romanian families that I would have known from way back that we go to church with. So it's a small group, Sunday morning, maybe 20 people. This is, this is my home. You know, I, I love, uh, we love the people we go to church with. They have blessed us so much. So it's a small group, but yes, there is a group there. Our funding comes from people, individuals, businesses, churches who care about what we're doing. We are, we are not connected to any one church, so it comes from many various places. And it's been a faith stretcher. Uh, I, this, this, doing this has been good for me. It has, it has helped me increase my faith. Right. Our English program is accredited. That, that is something that, that is accredited. Um, but most of the other things are tutoring, that kind of thing. That is, no, it is not state recognized. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you for letting me be here. And I just, one thing I don't want you to miss is the fact that God gave you things and he put you here for a reason. How are you going to use those things? God bless you.